0: Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Kennedy, and firstly, I'd like to welcome you to the show. If this is your first episode, then welcome. Finally, you've found the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. If you're a subscribed listener, then I do appreciate you tuning in every single week, and uh, I think today you're going to gain some tremendous value from this episode. I'm joined by a colleague of mine, Isaac McCrimmon, who is an exercise physiologist We're going to be talking about lower back pain, which I think most people can relate to, and specifically the correlation between mental health or depression and anxiety. And lower back pain, so it's going to be an interesting one. Strap yourself in, guys. There's a lot to talk about today, and I, as I mentioned, you're going to take a lot of value from today. But firstly, before we get into the show, I want to go through our social media question of the week. And today's question is brought to you by Anna Lee Wilson, and this is through Instagram. I get multiple questions through my social media platforms each week. If you're not following me on Instagram, it's at DJKFitness make sure you come and check out my content. There's plenty of free, valuable content that I post every single day to help you out at home, you that's listening. I want to help you, and and in return, you can help me by sending in questions each week that we'll go over on this show. So Anna's question was, when baking McCain's sweet potato fries, do the calories on the back refer to 100 grams frozen or 100 grams cooked? And she's referring to chips here, guys, because if you follow flexible dieting, then you know that you can eat whatever food you like as long as it fits in with your calorie intake. So this is a fantastic question, it's actually something I get asked often, so I'm glad we brought it up on today's show. But... The weight on the back of any nutritional label is always the weight that's either raw or dry. So it's not cooked weight. So that's extremely important to remember when you are weighing out your foods, when you're following flexible dieting, hitting your macros, to make sure everything is as accurate as possible, guys. Make sure you're weighing it either raw or dry weight. Uh, And that is the most accurate way to, to weigh your food because when you're cooking it, the weight can change dramatically depending on what way you cook it you know depending whether you're cooking it with oil whether you're baking it whether you're frying it whether you're boiling it whatever you're doing always measure it dry or uncooked so that's our question of the week through social media now let's move into the interview i'm going to introduce you guys to isaac
1: isaac new mate welcome to the show thanks for having me on board danny
0: absolute pleasure i've been really looking forward to today's episode and the discussion we're about to have, and I know you that's listening at home is going to enjoy this episode and take a lot of benefit from uh, what we talk about today. It's a very common topic, we're going to be discussing back pain and also a bit of a correlation between mental health. And yeah, um, you'll obviously go into that a little bit further as we move on, mate. But mm. to get stuck into the show, can you tell us a bit about yourself? A bit about your background and, and what your accreditation is now, just so for those that are listening, mate, know that you're legit and you're not yeah. just
1: talking a bit of smack. Yeah, thanks, Danny. Um, so, I'm originally from Tasmania and I moved to Melbourne uh, around seven years ago, coming up to seven years. And I originally started started out um, at uni uh, where I finished my undergrad in exercise and sports science at Deakin University. Um, and then after that, I did a year of personal training, which is where I met you, Danny. Um, and then after I've done a year of personal training I then went on one of the
0: best years of your life yeah
1: one of one of the better years mate yeah and uh and uh after (laughs) that went on to complete my master's um in clinical exercise physiology to become now and working as an accredited exercise physiologist um over the past uh six months um and so we did a shed load of placement across uh, a lot of different um in both the public and private sectors I've worked in In hospitals and and private practices across Melbourne, and then also did a placement back home in Tassie as well. Um, And I might just give you a quick overview of what an exercise physiologist is, because I get this question get this question all the time, Danny. And um, so we're kind of we're on the same sort of level as a physio or an osteopath in that we're allied health professionals. But what we do is specialize in exercise prescription for those with acute subacute and chronic injuries and conditions so the types of people I generally see are those with cardiovascular disease um, diabetes um, any sort of uh, orthopedic um, injuries um, musculoskeletal sort of stuff so more on the clinical sort of side where I know with yourself Danny's um, more the strength and conditioning and I suppose um, you do work with those with sort of metabolic conditions as well with your weight loss and those kinds of things as well.
0: Yeah, and, and I guess from my point of view anyway, from what I see, uh, obviously for those that have just heard that description of what an exercise physiologist is, I guess the difference between you and a physio is when you're in the in physio, I go in there and I've got a problem and they say, all right, this is what, uh, what the problem is, mm. go off and do these exercises mm. and come back. Whereas you can actually oversee the client doing the exercise, make sure they're doing what they need to be doing and then do you often work with them moving forward once they've got past the the injury? Obviously, we're going to talk about a few things today and some preventative stuff and um, and measures that people can take with their lower back pain. But yep. once they've got through their initial problem, do you then stick around and almost just act as their personal
1: trainer moving forward? Yeah, pretty much, Danny. And like you said, there's a lot of there's a lot of health coaching involved and ongoing support once pers- once someone has got through those initial tough periods coming back from a total knee replacement or. Um, once I have lost a, a substantial amount of weight there are still challenges that come up like you know Danny um, during life where people need support and so I um, yeah, definitely have people st- um, hang around after um, the initial rehab phase not only because they enjoy the sessions and enjoy the support. Um, because they know exercise is good for your health regardless of whether you've got you know a chronic condition or whether you're healthy. Um, all the mental benefits that we'll, we'll speak about shortly yeah. um, is a massive part of it as well. So, really? All right, well, now that you've got a few more mates, a few more people
0: know about you, <laughs> and, um, I'm sure they'll be, they'll be hitting you up on social media <laughs> after that introduction. But let's get into the show, mate. So the first question I wanted to throw at you is, yep. in your opinion, what's the most common cause of back pain that you come across, especially as an exercise physiologist?
1: Yeah, very good question. And what I might do is just give you you guys a bit of an overview of what um, pain is at a physiological level, and what and what lower back pain is, just to put into context some of the things we talk about, Danny. And and so, just quickly, pain it, it's an output from our central nervous system. And so we have these receptors in our body called nociceptors nocio that detect potentially damaging or uh, threats or situations which send signals from our spinal cord up to our brain, which essentially causes pain. And often when we have pain that lasts longer than three months, um, for example, chronic lower back pain, a lot of the time it's less to do with the state of the tissue, so the the actual muscle or or the bone, and more to do with our central nervous system. And generally the people that I see um, that have pain, they think it's something wrong with their body, particularly in the area that they feel pain um, but often that's not actually the case because there's a lot of research coming out now that shows that it's actually a very multi-faceted sensation that's an experience that um, comes from the brain and I can elaborate on elaborate on that a bit more if you like Daniel. Or... Yeah for sure just, just quickly though so you mentioned that it's not always the spot where people think it's sore yeah.
0: so you know one of the most common things that I hear and most people that Um, you know that come across back pain or you'll hear the term i've got a a disc injury yeah how common is that and how often is that actually the cause of the pain because i know a lot of people actually have some form of disc injury and they may not even know about it because it's not causing any discomfort but how often is that actually the case
1: a lot of the times that's not even the the source of pain if you scanned everybody in the msac gym right now everyone would have some sort of degeneration at this their spine at at some level yet some people experience um pain and some people don't experience any pain so it's probably not a really good indication of um is that actually the source of pain a lot of the times it's not Um, it's interesting yeah yeah which is quite interesting so definitely now
0: also today we're going to be talking about the mental health side of things and how lower back pain particularly can lead to some form of mental health yeah. issue and I'm assuming it's probably something along Life. the lines of depression or anxiety or, yeah. or something along those lines. So yeah. how much of a role do you think um, lack of physical fitness in general, not even just lower back pain, but lack of physical fitness and you know, also the back pain as well, but how much does that play uh, a role in the, the state of someone's, you know, someone's mental state?
1: Yeah, it can play a pretty big role and a lot of the research coming out now shows that the more the, the more health related issues that you have, the more likely you are to experience pain. And I've seen that firsthand with the clients um, that are referred to me by their GPs or that just come see me in the gym, that those that have multiple health issues generally experience more pain. So there's obviously a correlation there. And um, it's definitely a growing area of research where we're finding out that there's a lot of factors, not just at a structural level that causes pain, but also like the, the the, uh, personal factors so like your mood what your perception of pain is what's your mental health like and then on the other hand like what's your job satisfaction like are you coping with all your occupational demands do you have much social support yeah
0: um, and then well, I guess obviously, you think about just on a good day yeah on a good day you yep. um, you don't really feel much pain at all do you you yep. could be in the best mood and exactly nothing, right. nothing's worrying at all when in other cases where you're having a shit day yeah any little thing that's kind of not going right, it kind of amplifies it.
1: Yeah, pretty much. And, um, you know, it's just about finding that balance, which which what you talk about uh, a fair bit, Danny, is finding that balance in your life between exercise, having that healthy relationship with food, doing those things that um, you enjoy doing. Um, and I suppose that's a bit of your philosophy with the flexible dieting. It's not um, meant to be something to be a chore or something tough, but sort of creating that healthy relationship um, with some help with healthy habits that you do in your life, so definitely. And uh, just quickly for those, those that
0: are interested, if you're interested in your listening at the moment and you don't know what flexible dieting is, just head to my website dannykennedyfitness.com. There's a big free guide on there that you can check out and have a read over it, all the ins and outs of flexible dieting. And as Isaac mentioned, a, a sustainable lifestyle and, and eating and training in a way that's enjoyable, obviously um, has bigger outcomes than just, just mm-hmm. you know the food you eat or the, the results you see in the gym it's Definitely. also a massive has a massive influence on your mental state as well
1: Definitely. Definitely, yeah. Definitely. So uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> hanging there, mate, just looking at each other, got a bit weird. Um, what percentage do you that. think of the population suffer from back problems at some stage in their life? Uh, I reckon every second person I've spoken to has yeah, had man. some form of back pain. Yeah, man.
1: 80% of people are, will experience lower back pain in their life. So 80%. 80%. So you're actually kind of abnormal if you've never experienced it. Um, but the problem is, is that there's a lot of myths around lower back pain. How do we treat it? Um, how do you manage it it and all those kinds of things and there's a lot of different opinions from a lot of different um, health professionals which probably makes it hard for society to be able to manage these symptoms that most of us experience um, at some stage in our life.
0: Yeah, and do you you think, so for someone like yourself or or, or me who are training people regularly that may come to us out out of shape Yep. You think if someone is out of shape and they're not currently experiencing back pain, do you think the likelihood of them getting some form of discomfort is a lot higher than someone that is a fit and healthy and eats well and is in reasonably good shape, or is it just very dependent on you know things like lifestyle? I know that yep. posture plays a big role, so it may have something to do with where they work, where they sit down all day, or
1: yeah. Look, it's a good question. There's like like I brought up before. There's a lot of things that can cause lower back pain, it's not just one single thing. And I guess if someone does turn up unhealthy, like if they are overweight, they've got a poor um, cardiovascular fit, fitness, um, or below average strength, whatever yeah. else it is, um, I'm guessing that they're, they're probably greater risk of experiencing just pain or discomfort, um, as opposed to someone that's on top of their health. Um, they're consistent with their healthy habits. Um, they're in a routine um, and have a good relationship with their health as it is, so. Yep, awesome. So a client comes to you, say I walk up to you and and book in a session, Um,
0: I'd have to probably take out a loan because I know you can't do it yet. (laughs) And um, what are the steps that you would take with me if I come to you and said that I've got sore lower back pain? So someone, you know, the listener at the moment, is, is experiencing lower back pain, what steps yep. can they take to eventually get to the point where they're no longer um, in daily uh, discomfort?
1: It's pretty pretty much the same as if it was any other person. Um, I don't look at anyone and, and and think of them as a condition because everyone's, you know, Danny, everyone's a person. So I'd, the first question i generally ask whether they've got lower back pain or anything else is tell me their story because then they sort of open up as to what, you know, what... How the condition is affecting their life, how they're managing it thus far, um, what's it been able to, what's it stopping them from doing that they want to actually do, and what's the actual um, underlying cause of how this back pain has, has come about. And we talk about those personal factors, so like how you're managing um, your mood and, and what, your, what their beliefs and perceptions are around lower back pain. Um, what their job is, how much social support they have, how much exercise they're doing. So you sort of just collect as much data as as possible. Um, And then on top of that, I normally give a bit of a spiel about what lower back pain is, some of the things that we've spoken about. Um, Run through some functional assessments where we look at fitness, strength, range of motion, those kinds of things, and then get into some smart goal setting um, where we map out a plan um, to get them from A to B moving forward. Right now, I want to hear your thoughts on this because I
0: myself, in terms of lower back pain, unless it's someone that comes to me with a severe disc or spinal injury, yep. I find anyway that majority of society has tight hips, yep. lazy glutes, lazy hamstrings, and, yep. and typically weak to the hamstrings. Yep. Um, a lot of people suffering from that anterior pelvic tilt yep. uh, where your hips are pulled forward, forward a little bit, so hamstrings are on yep. stretch, and, and for me, I find that... A lot of the time, or a lot of percentage of the people that come to me, that's almost an easy fix, mm-hmm. or it's almost it's almost extremely evident when they come and talk to you that that's all it is. Mm-hmm. You know, do you do you look for the obvious things first before yep. you then go, all right, and maybe there's some yep. more serious issues, yep. whether it be the lifestyle like yep. you're talking about before, or whether it's more of a, a mental health issue. Yep.
1: Um, what you, What's, your, what's yeah, your thoughts on that? Yeah, of course, and you generally have a look at posture to see if there are any, you know, if, if muscles are tight and you run some assessments to see if there are any muscles that are weak. And like you saying, if you can switch on the glutes release the hip flexors and then if that gives them relief straight away then you're obviously onto a pretty good couple of exercises there for them to do going forward. Um, but then you also get cases where you turn on the glutes, you stretch hip flexors, but they're still experiencing still pain, experiencing you pain know, yeah. weeks afterwards and so then you got to sort of problem solve and look at what else is happening in their life, you know, you dive into those personal factors and those psychosocial things um, and investigate them a little bit more Um, Because like I said, a lot of the time, those types of things um, are big factors in um, determining how much pain they feel and um, how much of an effect it's having on their life. So I hope that kind of makes sense because you do look at the structural stuff, but then the psychosocial stuff is also just as important.
0: Definitely. Now, for you listening, so you're listening to this podcast at the moment and you don't have any form of lower back pain. Firstly, you are one of the extremely lucky ones. (laughs) But secondly, I want, to, I want to find out what you think, Isaac, um, that they can be doing to make sure they prevent lower back pain in the future. I might just quickly list off a few things that I'd recommend yeah, and if yeah. there's anything that you would like to add to it or dif- you do differently, let me yeah. know. But for, for myself, so if you're listening at the moment and you don't experience it, I think, uh, obviously, as Isaac's mentioned, make sure you're surrounding yourself with good people so you're in a good, you got a healthy mindset, a healthy mental state as, as mm-hmm. often as possible. Physically, I think strong and active glutes play a huge role in lower back pain. Um, in turn, you'll also need to strengthen up your hamstrings with strength work in the gym. Released hips, so uh, having your pelvis in a neutral position where it's not pulling hips forward plays a massive role, so doing a lot of hip mobility, making sure you're taking care of all your myofascial release like foam rolling and whatnot. Uh, and then just doing you know the proper warm-ups before your sessions and, and being very or conscious of where you're pelvis position is why you're doing lower body training and even just standing around day to day so it was, what what would you add to that
1: yeah no they're all um very good points daddy i'm with you on all of those ones um, i might just debunk a couple of myths um miss busters just a couple of yeah a couple of myths first that, episode on the <laughs> and <Last Up> podcast <laughs> i've the actually done, i've done a couple of i've done a post about this on social media but i thought i might just touch you on a few of those points just quickly now but Um, A lot of people think you need to strengthen your core to prevent lower back pain. Now, that might be the case for some people, but for a lot of people um, there's there's actually no evidence to say that core stability training is any Better any better than doing just regular strength and okay. uh, aerobic training yeah. and if you think of someone with lower back pain they're generally guarding around their core anyway mm. so I think for me it makes sense to do more range of motion I suppose flexibility mobility exercises to help you know free up the area and settle settle that um, area down a little bit more I'll um, just add
0: to that I reckon yeah. as
1: well a lot of the people that I come across
0: who say that it is their core, you know, yeah. they've got a weak core and you yeah. watch them exercise and the reason they can't use their core is because of the tight hips yeah, or the fact that their hip position is that bad, whether it's because they sit down a lot at work yep. and don't do any mobility or whatever, yep. it's almost impossible for their core to actually work. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> it, yeah, it's not always exactly as it seems as Isaac mentioned earlier in terms of just the pain itself. It may not be exactly what it seems.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, and I suppose you just mentioned sitting before Danny I don't think sitting is such a bad thing, it's the not moving part that tends to be the issue so it's ok to sit, I don't want anyone to think oh, I, shouldn't be, I shouldn't be sitting all the time, sitting's fine it's just that we recommend to get up every now and again, get the body moving Move around. Um, movement's the best medicine and the, the amount of research that's coming out now to support that um, is unbelievable and um, if you can take anything away from this, movement movement is medicine so. Yeah, it's great. I love that. Now before we move on, I'm going to
0: tell you guys one thing for free. Isaac <laughs> I'm and not going to charge. I'm not going to charge. Isaac <laughs> and I are recording this podcast in my car and it just happens to be the hottest day we've
1: had this year. I don't know about you mate, but I'm it's absolutely cooking. cooking at the moment. Bloody you, hell. You, right. you um you told me to meet up the top. I was standing in the sun for five minutes while you were down here with the aircon on. I I'd have you, <laughs> Stitch have you, me up. Can't have you coming in cold. <laughs> mate. I think you're
0: warm enough. All right, a couple more questions before we wrap things up. Yeah, what are some of the resources people can use to help cope with mental health, in your opinion? I don't know if it's something that you um, prescribe or whether you kind of refer them on to someone else, but if someone... <laughs> Is in in a position where they are constantly or consistently in a state where their mental health is yeah. no good, and they're not surrounded by yeah. good people. What are you, any recommendations for that?
1: Yeah, look, one in five one in five people experience mental health issues in anxiety and depression in Australia, and I'm sure, Danny, I don't know about you, but you'd struggle to find someone that hasn't experienced symptoms symptoms of anxiety and depression in their life, or 100%. you know, there's symptoms that everyone feels and. There's a logo from um, a a non-for-profit organisation called Living, and their slogan is "It ain't weak to speak," uh, which is just such a great slogan. Um, So you need to talk about it. There's a lot of, like you know, Danny. I know you're doing your event this weekend with the 24-hour sled push, and I suppose just if we could break down the stigma around. Um, mental health issues and get talking about a lot more because it is actual a medical condition there's actual physiological changes in your body yeah where you experience these symptoms it's not some sort of um, weird condition like it's an actual medical condition so um, speaking about it's the best thing and obviously you can go see a GP to get referred to a psychologist and um, those types of things as well, but just speak about it. Don't feel like you have to bottle it up all inside because that's the worst thing you can do. Yeah, and if
0: you're listening at the moment and you're a new subscriber, then firstly, thanks for tuning in. Secondly, go back and have a look at a couple episodes ago. I did a, an interview with my mate Tom um, where we spoke about his mental health issues and he openly had a chat about the whole thing, and it was really inspiring to, to listen to. And We received a lot. Of feedback from people that are in a similar position or situation and really help them so that's a that's a good thing for you to go and check out um if you've already seen that i'd love to hear your feedback on it send me a, an email at danny at danny com. um uh, is, there, is there anything else that you'd like to add or anything that you think will be of value um um to to the subscribers of the fitness and lifestyle podcast
1: um i've pretty much covered everything um that I wanted to say, Danny. I suppose. Um, in you, you mentioned before about your social media, so yep. I
0: want to give you a bit of a plug before <laughs> you wrap it, things yep. up because you do post some helpful content. <laughs> so where can
1: um, you know where can they find you? Uh, so my Facebook page is McCrimmon Exercise Physiology, and then on Instagram um, it's Isaac Mc 18 So I S 18 Eight. Right, well, I can guarantee no one's going to remember that. So
0: I'll, I'll put that in the put show that, notes. Put that up. Put that uh, in the notes. I'll put the show notes. I'll put the Isaac's links in the show notes. So, guys, we're going to wrap things up. There's a couple of things that I want you to do for me today. Firstly is if you found this episode helpful once you take a screenshot of your phone right now because most likely listening to this on your phone go to your Instagram story and put your screenshot up on your story or to share it on Facebook subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already if there's any specific questions that you want answered whether it's relating to the question of the week which I did at the start of of the the social media question of the week which I did at the start of this podcast or whether it's something that Isaac's spoken about today please do email myself as I mentioned Danny at dannykennedyfitness.com. I'll also put in Isaac's email in the show notes in case you want to get in touch with him might get you some business mate a couple new clients you're welcome all right (laughs) thanks thanks for joining us today anyway mate thanks danny much appreciated not a worry thanks so much for listening um, today and i look forward to chatting to you in next week's episode